everyone, and welcome to episode 227 of Millennial Movie Talk. I'm your host, Alex, and I'm here to talk about movies and such. Excellent. <laughs> Join oh, with me by Braden. Hello. <laughs> that was like a perfect, like, first episode of a podcast intro. Yeah, well, we're doing a soft reboot. It reminded oh, me okay. of, like, a government disclaimer. Hello, <laughs> yeah, Millennial Movie yes. Talk, episode 222. Welcome. Sponsored by the government of South Australia. <laughs> yeah. I am government. Hey, what are we talking about, Alex? Well, Michael's got to say hello. Hello. Then you got to say hello. Hello. <laughs> he just introduced no. Now we will say hello. You guys talk. We've all we said did. hello. We Look, we we're very green. <laughs> we haven't done this before. This is <laughs> might as well be the first episode. Of Millennial Movie Talk. Yeah. Now, I, I, I have a question title. for Alex, who's in charge of our video stream here. Um, what do I do? Why are there two Bradens? Oh, well. You say Because last week, Michael <laughs> decided not to rock up, so I had to change your name on the other screen to, uh, to Michael. Okay, there you go. I didn't well, even while, know this. While you're on that. Um, see, if we're doing this from last week. See, there we go. This ah, is last week. So and perfect. now we're all here, and this is the show. This is, this is what we do. That's I'll be it. a disembodied voice. Look, look how good this is. This, that's, all right, guys, let's keep going. <laughs> bring, come on, bring him back. Bring the poor guy back. Bring him back. Bring right. him back. I'm, I'm seeing double here. Four Bradens. Bless. Oh, God, that sounds like hell. Should I give him his real name? <laughs> that sounds like a you quick can, way to do be whatever broke. you would like, Shelby. Bless. All right. Well, we've all watched some movies. Time. We've watched some TVs, um, but I want to check in firstly with the person who I have no idea what they've watched recently, Michael. Um, not a lot of things. Given Perfect. Thank you, Michael. Few, <laughs> given it's been a two weeks, but have finished Succession. Hey. Uh, not where I saw it ending, but you know what? Good ending. I enjoyed it. Um, the the one person who's uh, who would have conversation with you about Succession is currently enjoying some visual me. gags with. Excuse me. Uh, sorry, Chris. You also like the suck. Yeah, I do like the suck. Me and Alex were both on this. I got Alex into the suck. Yeah, they were. They were. Thank both you. I'm the OG suck fan here. Okay, sorry. I I I I sh- I, me, I should have checked before I sucked. Let me just probe, Michael. So, Michael. Yeah. The ending. The yeah. last, last ending. Are we doing spoilers? Did me and Alex talk all the spoilers? Probably. Yeah, it's, it's been if long If you enough. did, I, it will ha- I wasn't there to listen or I forgot. Was, anyway. Did you see it going that way? Or did you think one of the children were going to succeed? Look, there, if was, you will? there was so many fucking waves and fucking twists and turns in that thing. Like, obviously, for majority of that episode, they're sort of together until the, uh, until the end. Um, up until that moment, I thought that they were going to do it together. It was going to go, like, as planned. But then, obviously, you get the curveball with Shiv changing her mind. Oh, yeah. So Couldn't get behind anyone, see, Shiv. See, the only, the, like, the only reason, I mean, I'm probably thinking about it probably makes sense, but, like, obviously, the, her own Tom in this last season just, just fucking go at each other's throat. And then she ends up siding with him. But so there's... she's taken, but then I guess she's in the end taken care of no matter what. Either way, in a way. But, but she, so she you like Tom? You like Tom being on top? 
Look, I was a fan of Tom most of this. I've been a fan of Tom for most of the series. Roman was still my favorite. I just found him funny. But if I, I remember correctly, Roman's he's he's pretending to be tough this this last season, and then it all comes down, and it's a bit of a facade. Yeah, it all comes crashing down. Funeral, and then he jumps into the mob in the street and gets himself bashed. What? That he does. You know, there's a moment where the father says to the children, one of their last times they're all together, he tells them they're not serious people. Yeah. Because they're only there because they're his son. They are serious. Tom, on the other hand, is a serious person. Tom is there because of his own merit. He's, you know, he's Shiv's husband, but then he gets away from that and he, you know, and he paves his own. He sticks with it the whole time and paves his own path. Yeah, that is true. I did think for a very hot minute that Roman was just going to like, oh, no, no, not Roman. Um, fucking Ken was just going to like yeet himself into the ocean <laughs> before that happened. Yeah. Love that um, way of saying that. You said Roman. I was yeet yeah, himself on alive. I was enjoying the Roman and then also saying yeet in the same sentence. Look, yeah, it definitely like, oh, it, he's just so sorry. He's just like obviously so fucking destroyed. It's just like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been surprised. But look, they, they, they obviously cut to black right there when he sits by the, by the ocean. The oh, when it. we thought, I didn't think he was going to kill himself. I just think he put himself in the exact position that his dad was. He's a very unhappy person. He probably doesn't even have the chance to kill himself because he's got a bodyguard there. It's the thing. Mm, At the end true. of the day, all they all wanted was daddy's attention. And, and daddy's approval. Approval. Children That's fighting the one. outside his. Children fighting outside his office. Yeah, isn't it? Hmm. They all they all wanted his attention at the end. It is it's just like Elf. Exactly. I mean, I, Will Ferrell yeah. did it. Said it. Did it best. Like, what an analogy. Listening, Thank you. Listening to um, listening to like when they confront Shiv when she leaves the room before she votes. But what just, did it better? It, just him. Just you know, <laughs> going on his fucking like. It's about me. Rant is fucking. You can see why she changed her mind. And oh, far love when Kendall Kendall breaks. Oh yeah, he's he's. I'm the number one boy. I'm the number one. I'm the eldest boy. And you're a fan of Elf, Michael. You've seen Elf. Of course, I've seen. Elf. And how does that rate up there with the succession finale? If you had to pick one <laughs> or the other. Well, Braden's only seen one of them, so <laughs> childhood. That tells childhood you how good classic. one of them is. That's how I'm asking Michael. Childhood classic. <laughs> Finale now, one of them gets their story done in less than two hours. The <laughs> other takes four seasons of television. The other one took about that. me and Gemma way too long to watch. Hardly a fair matchup, but I want you to, I want you to make a decision. Not a dwarf like, inside. Can I be honest? Can I, can I pick Elf? Elf? <laughs> you can pick Elf. Yeah. You can Will pick anyone elf. get mad if I pick Elf? No, no when I say I it's... Side with elf. When I say it's hardly <laughs> fair, I, because Elf it triumphs, trumps it, even. Oh, yeah. Because Elf, you can get done in an hour and a half, you have a good time, you go home, you live the rest of your life. Succession, you just want to kill yourself. Elf's yeah. got that um, actress that looks exactly like uh, Katy Perry. They're like the, the doppelgangers. Zoe Deschanel? That one. Yeah. I really can't stay. Maybe it's cool. Is that, is Wait, that, we... Is we it? finished the uh, we finished the last episode. And yeah, Jenna it is. Just turned to me and she was just like, "What the fuck happened in the last season?" And oh my god! Santa what do you Claus? mean? What the fuck happened in the last <laughs> season? <laughs> As it's just so much shit goes on. 
Brian Cox died, that was a pretty big moment. That's a pretty big moment. I wasn't uh, expect- Tom became I wasn't king. expecting that to happen, like, at that point in the season. No one was. That's why it was so fucking good. Yeah. It's a, that was a great episode. The way like, they the showed it the as well like was bat. very kind of, from the kid's perspective, very disconnected just over the phone. Yeah. Not knowing what the fuck's happening. Like, everybody they talk to sort of, like, jumbling their words. Funny enough, Tom like, was there. Straight answer. Mm. Tom is Love eternal. Was- I liked when they depicted the uh, intense police brutality in Central Park as Santa Claus was trying to escape. <laughs> was that Elf? I think that's Elf. <laughs> Is that a moment in Elf? Did I watch the yeah, wrong Elf? That's a moment in Elf, baby. I liked the, the jet engines on the sleigh. Yeah, that's it. I like Will Ferrell telling the guy he sits on a throne of lies. He has, <laughs> he has candy for dinner. Oh, he, doesn't he make the pasta? With yeah, M and M's and chocolate sauce, chocolate sauce, chocolate sauce or something. Oh, yeah. As a kid, though, you wanted to try it, didn't you? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I was at least curious. Um, yeah, but now you look at it and you go, "That's clogged arteries." I feel like our <laughs> claim to fame now—that's death. Our claim to fame should be that we did a solid five minutes of podcast comparing Succession to Elf, and I'm I'm happy with that being our legacy. Yeah, that's I could fine. die now and then. I could die right now. I'd be happy. Uh, That's why the another, people come here. Another uh, television program uh, with severe daddy issues. Uh, nice. Season two, episode three of Invincible came out this Have past week. Have we all week. seen it? Yes. But, but Brayden, this episode wasn't called Invincible. This was the Alan the Alien. This, this, oh, my God, <laughs> man. Oh, man. What was it? The awesome. machine? Oh. The machination? Okay, we're, we're getting into... We're getting into spoiler territory, obviously. We're talking about what happened in this episode. Um, catching up, I, I watched episode two. Uh, yes, good. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, episode episode eight, two does episode two does a lot though. Yeah, it sets like, up a lot. I um, I, I, I loved all the stuff with Debbie. Um, I caught up. Yep. and I thought it was really good. Yeah. Now I think yep. first of all, episode three, we got a pretty good cameo. Optimus Prime is oh is my. Here. God, um, yes. We didn't even try to do a voice. <laughs> the second he talked, I was just like, holy shit, they got Peter Cullen. Yeah. It's kind of immersion breaking when it's just <laughs> the most iconic voice like ever, maybe. like A little bit. Like, I don't know who you could have had, which would have been like less distracting, like Darth Vader's voice or something. That's what it's yeah. akin to. Like, it's... It is. It was really jarring because, like, well, in the- I love, I love how uh, Amazon Prime does that uh, X-ray thing, so you can like move the mouse at any time, and you can see who's currently starring in that scene. They, the well, amount of celebrities and- just doing little cameo oh, voices is awesome. Dovey Diggs. So Dovey Diggs is in the council scene, but he's also the character later in the show. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's the person who Debbie talks with at the end of well, the bar. Amazon released a teaser trailer. I think it was like the first trailer for season two of Invincible, and it, all it was was showcasing their voice. Their voice. That's right. Yep. And and, yeah. and they put a big emphasis on Peter Cullen. Yeah. Um, being in this season. Yeah. So he and, plays Thetis. Uh, yeah. He plays the leader of the Coalition of Planets. Yep. And and he may be evil. He he may maybe be we have the slight hints. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pour, 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 pour one out for Alan. Holy hell. Oh, the yeah. death of Alan the alien! So Dude brutal. got ripped apart. The moments during oh. that fight where you're like, "Oh Best my god!" Moment. Like, th- this show is amazing because this can even happen. 
Like in between yeah. that and like, oh my god, Alan's Alan. Why? So I like I know I know him losing his I know the eye coming out and then oh. the fucking Viltrumite that chops his arm off and then uses his arm as a weapon against yeah. him. Yeah. I know that's pretty brutal, but my favorite part of this fight scene was that wide shot oh where you just see the Viltrumites popping him. Um, yeah. Oh, that was from, it was mm. it felt like like the scale of like those like when you got a really good Dragon Ball Z fight. You'd waited yeah. like episodes and episodes and episodes and episodes for it. And it's then like, it finally happened. It was just yeah, like, it's so just we jumped floating. We oh, sorry. I was going to say, it's just that shot of him floating. Oh. Um, like, discount guts out the back eye, just oh. like, poor. Oh. Yeah, that poor. He's going to go eye. find it. Oh, my um, God. It's a panel. It's a shot for shot panel. That, yep. the, um, it's just like the absolute like, switch in feel in that scene. Like, obviously, he's having the nice dinner, then just out of nowhere. Oh, and like, and they do that thing. Oh, it's Ooh. so brutal. Mm. Um, they do that thing where he's talking to his partner, uh, played by Tatiana Maslany, and um, again back I, again this week. Yep, and uh, and she says the line, and you're like, "Oh no, is she the mole?" And then it just becomes fucking nuts, and is you it, don't know how to feel. It and, just happens oh. so quick. I'm like, "Did she do something?" And then you obviously see the Viltrumites there, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." Sorry, and no, then, it wasn't her. And then uh, pulling the plug on him. Oh, yeah. So Optimus, we 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 did jump very far ahead into this episode. Oh yeah, to the end of it. <laughs> we did. That last... There's a lot of sex at the start of this episode. So and the the narration and the camera being and then being like <laughs> we're leaving them. That's straight from. That was the great. Comment. I the, love the that. narrator just jumping back and forth, being like, "Oh, let's catch up with them." Oh wait, no, let's just go <laughs> between back. the sex. Oh, this animal. This animal. Oh, the best part. Yeah, yeah, adventures. that part where he's just like, "Let's go back and see what Mark Grayson's doing back on Earth." Yeah, and then Whoop. and then they're finally like, reaching oh, for nope. the condom. And then he goes, "Oh, that's. Well, we'll go back to Al. Oh, nope, nope, nope. Nope. We're gonna look at this cat. Look, it's the the holes. line delivery of oh tentacles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, oh tentacles." Um, that was great. So, so yeah, we start off this episode of Mark going to college with um with Debbie dropping him off, and you know, poor oh, Debbie once again. Poor, oh my god, loses my her husband, losing her kid. She's all alone now, and now she's um, already lost her new um support group. So <laughs> that's quickly. the thing. It's that there was there's a there's and, and it's what this show is doing so much better than the comic ever did, especially with Debbie. Is that like. If there was one place where she could have support, she's even rejected from there. Yeah. Like, um, so horrible. So, her, so brutal. Her so life sad. is just so mm. destroyed by the one oh. person she, just because of who she was with. Mm-hmm. Just because someone lying to her. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. And like, she's being blamed for it. I oh, really she, thought. When she, she loses was... her shit in the, uh, when the house inspection. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and like she is so oh. pissed at that guy being so gross. End of episode two oh. when she's crying in the kitchen. Yeah, um, which they they haven't done what they did in the comics. There was a really really weird moment in the comics. I liked it, but it's that exact moment like where mm. she's crying in the kitchen. Mark walks in and she just says to Mark like, "Why, why did you make him leave?" Ooh. Like, like she's so in her grief that she. Wish that he was still here. Wow! Like she wished that um Nolan was still there, and she's she just has a moment of anger at Mark for hmm. for fighting him. She's like, like, "Why did you fight him?" Even Damn. in the show, she just like puts her head as he goes to comfort her, just like holds him at like arm's length for like a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. like with Mark, like 
going off doing things. She just gets literally the entire blame for everything Omni Man does. Oh, it's just just horrible. Um, yeah, so yeah, you got Mark in college and everything, and you know he's throwing away his toys. Yeah. Um, and which they had to they had to mention Salem's dog at the beginning of this episode. Oh, what happens later? Yeah, yeah. just just having to really draw attention to the fact. Hey, remember Salem's dog from that first episode? In the comics, he's Science Dog, and Science Dog is so much fucking cooler than the Science oh, Dog. Yeah, because Science Dog is just Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Dog. Dog. Doctor Strange. Dog. Um. So yeah, uh, sock on the door thing. Mark thinks that Will's getting it. Um. So then he that goes and gets it with Amber. That was fun. Um. Yeah, and then we get the whole Alan. We learn about Alan. Oh. We learn that Alan's a test tube yep. baby, a super bred to be a super soldier that still can't be Viltrumites. Yep. Um, and what was really great about this episode, I'm not sure anyone really realizes it, just because we've seen a lot of, and we've heard a lot from Viltrumites. This is the first time in the series, other than Nolan, we've seen Viltrumites. Yeah. Like, yeah. Other than like yeah. flashbacks. Yeah. yeah. Other than flashbacks, this is the first time we've seen them. Yeah. And True. boy, howdy, are they fucking intense. Yeah. That's Big the time. best thing is that they're meant to be like interrogating Alan and like they ask him one question, don't like it. They kill him. Yeah. Mm. Like they're notoriously bad at interrogating. But he literally, he literally makes a comment of it. Like, don't you mm. normally kill first and ask later? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. He literally, he yeah, literally just he, like, yeah, he, he points out the fact that this is out of character for them. And then they immediately fall back into what they would normally be doing. Mm. Yeah. Yes, sir. It was, it was such a great scene. Um, and yeah, yeah so, so so sad, so brutal. Poor Alan. So I like the they they even brought in the little creature eating Alan's. Oh, um, oh in the words. That's, very, that's mm. so funny. Oh my god. So he's like, how come you eat that? And he's like, what the fuck? Your your food is eating my food. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love delving into weird alien shit like that. That's so. It's fun. just like they they do such a good job of throwing like little bits of like comedy amongst the absolute mm. well, brutality is... and sh- like out of soul destroying fucking emotional scenes they just like throw little bits of humor in there and it just always hits well like and a really important episode this is the first episode that opens up the universe of invincible this, mm-hmm. that's just like this is not all earth like yeah. this, this, we will be going to like to uh, like away from earth yeah for, they, like, they've mentioned the future of that show. they are aliens from another world mm-hmm. but they've never really shown it off and now mm-hmm. all of a sudden we we end this episode, we've had multiversal different Earths. Now we've got incredibly far out from Earth, multiple wacky alien species and planets and, like, everything. It's it's really out there and it's really fun. Shout out to when the credits happened in the film. Uh, the film, the, the show. Uh, how many of you guys checked your... Uh... You're on time. Oh, I was so confused. I was like, man, that was a short episode. Yeah. yeah. I, I, did, I did realize that. I'm worried that Michael didn't finish watching the show because he's notorious <laughs> with Invincible just to stop as soon as the credits happen. I, in full well, for those I who, was like, that was not the whole episode. And, for, yeah. for those who don't remember, Michael just stopped watching after the, the credits episode. in episode one Which means before Omni-Man murdered in, the guy. There was like a yep. five second period where you went off. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Done with that. it was 100% one of those things. I was like, all right, bed, bang. Yep. Like the remote was next to my head. <laughs> so funny. 
I think it was my um, uh, old boss that did the same thing, came up yeah. to me the next day, was like, why did you talk, tell me to watch this show, Invincible? It was just like a show about a high school kid. Like, wasn't that good? And I'm just like, high school superhero wait, stuff. wait yeah, a yeah, minute. Did you? you did not see the end bit, right? Oh <laughs> like, so good. Well, and um, the, oh, no, uh, the, I, I watch like... Starting this season, I Michael's learning his lesson. I've Michael's, wa- I've Michael's watching to the end of every. Michael's watching credits. who's doing the the Hindi dub, just to make sure that he's got it right. Um, so the then the credits of happen. This episode, though. Oh, so before we get to that, okay, we get more Shapesmith, and I'm always. Oh happy. my god, I haven't I haven't had a chance to talk about Shapesmith the tr- now the that treadmill. I've met him. The oh, treadmill. running on the treadmill, that's funny. Oh Hello. It's like, it's like, I'm just going to run in the stationary position. Uh, position. Stationary is that cool beans? <laughs> is that cool beans? And then you get on it and from? then just starts hop, like, hopping up. And, oh, my God. I ben love Schwartz that they do not the believe. casting for that. I love that they do not believe a word of what he says. Yeah, they're like, where are you from? <laughs> where are you from? Oh, my God. The duplicate uh, with Immortal is... Uh, <laughs> Rex is just like, what the fuck? Yeah, Done a lot better that. than the comic as well. They're already fleshing that out a lot more than they did in the comic. Yeah. In the comic, it was just like, oh, we're together now, and that was it. Wow. No, um, I loved the line where it was like, he's the only person who's died as many times as me. Yeah. I don't or, know how I feel about her claiming that because she's got clones, she's lived longer than everyone else. Yeah, I thought that was odd. I'm, I'm like, you can't, she can't, if she's I can't combine them. I guess that's like the teenager. Like fucking. I was like, you can't combine all that shit. You can't combine all those youths together. No, that's not how that works. The dying, Um, I agree with. Dying, hundred percent. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Because they haven't said it yet, but in season one, where they're like, "We're all Kate," like that's pretty great. Yeah. Um, it's like, does she kind of remember dying in each one? Like, she remember that pain? Yeah, she feels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because they they all feel what each other feel. Because that's like why they say we're all Kate. That's why they uh, um, are, are having an orgasm in the middle of the hallway. That's why, yeah. That's that's why she's talking to Rex and also coming. Um, <laughs> Wild. Um. So yes. Uh. And then we get more Rudy and Monster Girl. Yeah. Um. Which is great. I love that when she walks in, his brain just goes red. <laughs> oh yeah, that was um, fun. I like that. Like their um, little moment yeah. in the diner as well. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, them, them getting the movie tickets, which is reversed in the comics. In the comics, Rudy comes up with the plan to get into oh. the movie. Where, where I like it better here because she's just like, I've done this before. This is like, this I'm, is, I'm a vet. Yeah, like, this is my whole thing. <laughs> and Rudy doesn't understand what how things work. I do. So. I do just love the line. Anyone, anyone will do anything for like five dollars. Yeah, in the comics, I'm pretty sure Rudy convinces the Knicks like fan to help him. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was great. And I love them that they're building on that. Um, haven't got a lot of Cecil this episode, but we're kind of building the mistrust between Cecil and Mark. And Donald. Well, Donald, (laughs) Donald, we're, uh, Donald, we're completely taking a deviation from the comics. Oh, okay. Okay. In the comics, Donald was 100% aware about what, what he is and what, What's happening with him? Okay. Whereas in the okay. show, he's not. Cool. I'm interested. So, um, but that, yeah, that's a fun uh, thing to flesh out. Mm. And then obviously, uh, yeah, a, a lot of the episode was also yeah, Debbie going through this whole support oh. group thing. So and, sad. Um, then Seance Dog rocks up. <laughs> Will's reaction. <laughs> Will's reaction to Seance Dog was fucking perfect. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> when the voice it's came out, you. I was trying to think like that wasn't like 
Shapesmith or whatever, like no, who, Rob Delaney. Who is this voice? <laughs> and just fucking Seance Dog is so funny. So funny. Um Oh yeah, and then obviously we get the bug people yeah. from um, Telesco. And we did have the I little think. moment with Cecil and uh, Mark there. Disobeys his orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, I like that we went from last episode where everyone was so cautious to mention Omni-Man around Mark that this episode Cecil just goes, you're acting like your dad, bro. Yeah, um, immediately yeah. call him out. So, so yeah. Uh, and then we get Mark accepting the mission to go to uh Say billions of bug people. Yeah, oh, billions. Like isn't it like 46 For, billion? It says like 42 billion or something. Yeah. 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 And you can see yeah. the moment like in their conversation where it's like, oh, how many people like are in trouble? A lot. I like, like like 42 billion. It's like, <laughs> oh shit, that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, and it's then, like weeks and weeks and weeks like he's going to be how, away. How rough is it? That uh, Mark doesn't even say goodbye to Debbie. He gets Amber to say goodbye to Debbie. Yeah, that's him. Mark. Come on, man. Mm. Um, like, oof. And then we get Mark saying, I love you to Amber before they go. It and do out. you guys, do you think Amber hears it? No, no the phone cut. I do not expect yeah. it at all. Yeah. I'm interested to see. Because didn't, they didn't go to, they didn't show the other side of that conversation. Mm. So at the end there. So that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, and then, Either way, the second that happened, I was like, oh, no. That's like the type of thing that happens in movies before that person dies. Because he said, he said yeah. oh, Amber, and then said a, like said the sentence, and then went to go say the I love you. He, he took his yeah. sweet time. Yeah. yeah. Get it out, so, boy. So, when we went to the planet, oh my did we God. think it was, was going to be him? No. I thought... There was going to be some Viltrumite involvement. I was like, "Oh, this seems like a trap." I, maybe like the planet's trap. part of the Viltrumite Empire or something the weird. Second they got there, was and everyone was chill. A, it was like, "Oh, I was this, waiting for a weird. twist." Wasn't expecting that. I mean, no. I was expecting a Viltrumite involvement, and that's what I got. It is what you <laughs> True. got. True. Just not the one you were expecting. No, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm obviously haven't read the comics. I, it's a weird situation we find our Omni Man in over there. He doesn't yeah, seem very, to be. I'm very curious for an explainer at the he, start of the next episode. He, it didn't look mm. like he was ruling with an iron fist or anything. Mm. I kind of get the idea that, like, he's obviously he was changed by the confrontation with Mark and he's gone off to do his own thing and kind of find himself. I, I feel like he's just kind of ruling this planet like, as, a, as a, maybe like a good yeah. leader. Like, well, I, like, I kind of got that vibe. I mean, he was wearing, like, a cool kind of ruler's uniform. <laughs> See, my only thing is, obviously, that the bug that came and got him fucking shapeshifted sales dog. But in my head, I was like, is it someone just trying to manipulate him? Oh, shapeshifty, shapeshifty. Yeah. But my, Michael's on 4D chess level over here. That's a good oh, point. I could, be, I could be throwing a fucking wild curveball. Like, no, I, I think, think... we go onto the stands. He's got a little planet here. Maybe he's going to show Mark or something. I could be completely wrong. He's going to be like, Mark, look, look, I'm helping these people. Look, I'm, 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 being, I'm being nice. But then at the same I, time, maybe he's, instead of conquering I, Earth, he's conquered the I bug really people. Like, but I do, and I'm Alex not going to say anything. Talk and he's just sitting there being like, fucking idiots. Yeah, This I'm is why sure I did it. This is why I read it all. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is the part where uh, the actual entire plot deviates and it just becomes an adaptation of Frank Herbert's Dune. 
okay <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mark's going to end up becoming a sandworm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be in it. No, it's, uh, it'll be good. It's a great show. It's a good show, isn't it? God damn. So we have, doing we have well, one more episode and then a, a break. We've got one more episode and then we haven't even, they haven't even announced when the break's going to be over. Sure, it's going to be a big episode, though. Oh, I thought there was five episodes. Four. Nah, four. Oh, four oh, break, four. People, it's been leaked that maybe January. So. Okay. That's not, that's not the worst thing. And they've announced that the gap between season two and three is going to be nowhere near. As long? Um, one and two. Nice. So, so was it two? We had two years between these seasons? Correct. People we had can get two, their two and a bit. Uh, yeah. 2020, yeah, two and a bit. It was early 2021, wasn't it? So It was like April, May 2021. So we're looking at two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Cool. Like the men. Hmm. No one got my two and a half men. <laughs> <laughs> Old news, oh. buddy. Old news. <laughs> Man. Charlie, come back. <laughs> <laughs> He's too busy winning. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, too busy doing but, mountains of cocaine. Maybe <laughs> not. He's got, tiger, is it tiger, um, he's got tiger blood. I just, Some would say he's I, winning that. I was going to transfer over to a different thing, but I just got a message from uh, someone saying, holy shit, Scott Pilgrim is fantastic. I've is watched what? the first episode is, and a half. Okay. I uh, came out. Oh, oh, we're not talking about the hit film with Michael Sarah. No, we're talking, no talk, the anime. talking about the hit show with Michael Sarah. <laughs> with everyone. <laughs> Um, I watched the first episode and a half. What are you thinking so far? Well. Yeah, because. The end of episode one. You've seen what the thing is, hey. Well, yeah, the end of episode one, uh, huge deviation oh, okay. from, from, um, I haven't read the books. This ain't, um, this ain't your, this ain't your brother's, father's, mother's, uh, Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah. They, they show full penetration as Dennis would say. <laughs> Oh, do they? <laughs> nah. All the good oh, ones, shit. all the favorites. <laughs> he gets home and Wallace is no. Okay, anyway, Wallace is grommeting. Wallace is grommeting. It's really fun, and what they do really well is that episode one, it's almost like exact from the movie, shot for shot. Like, yeah, until the ending happens, mm. which I think is extremely intentional. Because I think they're, they're, they're leading you into a false sense of security. And yeah. then the big deviation happens. And then from what I see in the next episode, it's just completely, this is new. We're doing new shit. Yeah. Like, this is, this is a what if, essentially. I'm, I'm getting the vibes okay. that the entire trailer was built off of the shots that are the same. Yeah. Or roughly the same. And everything else is different, which is yeah. really interesting. Um, so, funnily enough, I, I, so hearing that they are changing it up and making it different, um, I mentioned that to a couple people I knew at work and they were like, oh shit, really? It's not just the same. I'll actually watch it now. Like, yeah. There, there were a bunch of people who just weren't going to watch it at all because they're like, oh, it's just the They same. got everyone back. It's crazy. Everyone. I can't imagine like, what the budget was because it also looks amazing. It's like McCulkin. even random. Is McCulkin in this one? Yukulkin's back. McCulkin's back. Yukulkin's back. Brandon Rouse back. Chris Evans back. Michael Sarah's back. Brie Mary Larson's Elizabeth back. Winstead's back. Brie Larson's back. Anna Kendrick's back. Aubrey Plaza's back. Everybody's back. They're all back. They're all back. Uh, Jason Schwartzman's back. They're all Guess back. They're back. all here. Yeah. 
Yeah. The only I, I'm very keen to check it out. There aren't any rules. I meant to check it out before this episode of the show, but I completely forgot about it. So, and I was I trying to make sure I time. remembered Invincible. So, I was enjoying it and I ran out of time. Yeah, I'm going to um, have to watch it this week. I want to finish. We'll talk about I it watched a new movie. I watched a new movie. You watched a shitload of movies this week. Oh my, my god, we fucking do it. We uh, did. did. Yeah, but even outside of you, you, man, it's been a week, guys. I opened Letterboxd being like, the okay, what's Alex watched this week? again? Jesus. The randomizer, the randomizer giveth, but it also taketh this week. <laughs> it taketh away. Um, so what's this? What, what's the date today, guys? The 21st. You want to go, go to six to? days ago. Cool. So the 15th. Yes. Yeah. All right. Am I just going to run through? I want Everything? the full run through because your your watch history right now is mind boggling to me. So it's everywhere. Watch, I watched Till. The randomizer gave us Till. Till is your extremely stock standard historical movie about um a African American boy um long long time ago um who got lynched um in uh in oh, is this the America. southern one. Yeah, I think so, I know the story, but haven't seen the haven't seen the film. I think yeah. I know the story. Was this the last the movie, public lynching? Yeah, I think it might have been. Oh, oh it yeah. wasn't public. This one wasn't public though. Oh, okay, it's not the um, one. I'm thinking of. Don't worry. So he was lynched, and awful, awful. Um, this movie is. I find this movie focuses on the wrong things totally. Um, it's such a cookie cutter, generic way to tell this story. Oh. Like extremely boring. Only elevated by an amazing performance by, um, and I forget her name, which is a tragedy, it, because she holds she holds this movie on Danielle her shoulders. Deadweiler. Yeah, she's incredible in this movie, and she does everything she can to to elevate it and bring it past, bring it, making it more than it is. Um, and I, I'd say the last half an hour is just purely uh, acting masterclass from her. Okay. Um. Okay. And it's just, it's just your generic. It's so generic. It's tough Um, when you get a film like that where you're like, oh, there's such a a hint of gold in this, but it's underneath so much nothing. Uh, Underneath a bunch of bland mush. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Then then that night, the randomizer gave us Spirited, which is the Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds movie. I actually had seen this one before. This is one of those rare things where one of us has seen the movie, but the other one didn't veto, so it was fine. Yep, nice. Um, and yeah. Now, in the greatest moment we've had in the randomizer ever, we both sent our movies. You know how it works. We both pick a movie, and then we put it against a spinny wheel. Yep. We, when we both click sent, on our movies, we got the greatest moment ever. It now, and it's it's not the same movie. Oh. It's almost as good. Oh, so the movie we watched was Muppet Treasure Island. Yes, right, glorious. And the movie, which is the one that I got. Yep. James sent the Muppets. Ah, <laughs> and we lost our shit. That's great. Um. So yeah, but think thinking about it, do you know what would have been better if he got like Treasure Planet? Yeah. yeah, both and adaptations we, of Treasure Island. Of Treasure Island. Uh, the Muppets Treasure Island, it is fine. I'm sure if I watched this as a kid, it would have been, like, incredible. But uh, Tim Curry's the clearly the best part of this movie. Yeah. Playing the, the uh, John, Long John Silver. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's just, 
he's chewing up everything. Um, I'd say the first half an hour is great. I just like seeing sets and yeah. I like seeing them shoot on location and sets. And this movie had that in the beginning and it was fun and it was enjoyable. Unfortunately, when they get on the boat, it kind of just becomes a bit boring. Mm. And then the ending's a bit of fun. There's a really funny joke at the end where uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy are both tied to a plank and Miss Piggy's rope breaks and Kermit's going to grab her and his eyes pop out of his head as he grabs her with all of his strength. Um, That's that was very funny. Um, and yeah, Saturday morning, I didn't have a lot to do um, until the afternoon. So I decided to go to the 10, 15 session of Thanksgiving. Early uh, session. Where I was, yeah, where I was the only one in the theater. They are often like that, <laughs> those it. 10 a.m. sessions. <laughs> I know. On a Saturday too? Who's going to move a Saturday? Ooh. 10 a.m. Like on a Saturday. Ooh. Yeah, I like it because no one's in there. And I can That's a good time. Put your feet up. Myself, put my theater up, you know, have my corn. Um, movies are a lot of fun on the cob butter movies are a lot of fun this is a a slasher movie um and this is going to be a movie that i think a lot of people watch yearly now yeah um, it's it's taken the place of the other thanksgiving horror films yeah are there any i don't know <laughs> probably um, shitty ones at the actual thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> good good pull chris um Anyway, yeah, this movie, this movie's got gore, it's got blood, it's got fun kills. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's got humor. Um, it's got a bit of a whodunit aspect to it. Um, the the whodunit aspect's a little predictable, but when the movie's having so much fun as it is, um, it ends up being really enjoyable and such a good watch. The only thing I gave it three and a half. I, it could have gone four, except for I fucking hated the last 15 seconds of this movie with a passion. Oh, no. <laughs> they do, they do this. Uh, can I spoil it? Yeah, go for, go for it. it. They, they so, lost you in the final 15 yes, seconds. 15 to 30 seconds, maybe. Oh. The killer's revealed. They have the showdown with the killer. Uh, explosion happens in the barn where the killer's in, but we don't actually see him die. Then it cuts to like them in an ambulance and everything. And then they're just like, oh, we made it. Um, but better than that. Yeah. And then they're all just, and then the cops come out and they're like, we didn't find anything, but this explosion definitely would have killed him. And then, uh, it cuts to, to literally a, a scene of the final girl sleeping in her bed where she gets up and goes to a wardrobe. And then like in a Friday, in a nightmare in Elm Street part, uh, part one ending, um, the killer covered in fire quickly grabs her and then she wakes up and it was a dream. And then the credits happened so quickly. Ugh. It was such like a, like uh, a way that the, uh, clearly the studio just went, but make it so if, if we want to do sequel, we can. Yeah. Um, we want to do. Just... Even though it was a dream, it was technically a dream. Yeah. But like it was. Oh, that's crazy. Crazy. Is, it, is it also it, one last attempt, attempt at a jump scare? Or... Yeah, it is. Um, And it, you know, for a movie that I was enjoying so much, when Left the with ending. such a sour taste. Yeah. When that happened, I just went, ooh. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I really didn't enjoy that. But overall, I thought the movie was so much fun. Now, that later that night, the randomizer gave it. Oh, gave boy, it. did the ran, did it give it, did it give it. Um, it, did give it, doesn't, did it. That doesn't sound right. Um, oh, Christian, it give it. Something must be said here that Alex won't take my recommendations, but he takes them from the <laughs> randomizer. <laughs> Oh, and, you know, I could have saved him some time here. Could have saved him some time. Chris, you're not uh, a spreadsheet that gives him a little name again. <laughs> no, no. if randomizer... I was a big wheel, if I could somehow incorporate, incorporate that, 
then it would be, be exciting happy. enough for him. <laughs> so, so, so on my third attempt at the randomizer, on my third go, what happened? Everyone Alex? knows we get five. We get five. I get the Mount of Count of Monte Cristo. The Count of Monte Cristo. Monte Cristo. And I go. Chris talks about this movie. I'm gonna bring it in. Famously, me and, me and Steph have committed. A large part of an episode, a previous episode of uh, Millennial Fire. Movie Talk, to talking about this Sorry film. Sorry about that. Yeah, you guys were raving. Yeah. Well, I don't know why we're raving. Both of you gave it three and a half on Letterboxd, so I'm about to rave. I'm about to do some real raving. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just um, pulled that up, and I'm Chris, for the amount you have talked about it, Alex has rated it higher than you. He has. He um, has. So... Let's talk about what I loved about this movie. So obviously Count of Monte Cristo, Will Span landed on that. I was happy. And within the first 20 minutes of this movie, I went, oh boy, where this is going to be something. Ooh. Because guys, this movie speaks all my, all my loves of film. Uh, we've got swashbuckling pirates. We've got, we've got uh, real sets, real costumes, real locations, effort. Um, <laughs> Acting, good acting. We got a we got a personal and emotional story. We've got Luis Guzman, and we've got Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman. My God, was this? this I loved this movie. I wish this movie was an hour longer. Um, uh, I I I fell in love with the Count of Monte Cristo. I watched the I watched the first half of it again last night. Because um, it was very hot in my room last night, I couldn't go to sleep, so I decided that if I can't sleep, I'm watching the Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> and um, and oh, I want to talk about Richard Harris playing the old man in the prison, the priest, and he, he was the first Dumbledore. And as soon as he talks, you get that Dumbledore warmth. Mm. You know how the first Dumbledore in the first two Harry Potter movies, he had that oh, yeah. warmth yeah. that the other one, oh, yes, the other one didn't did. really had because he had to be a bit of a darker. Yeah, uh, the first, Dumbledore. first Dumbledore has that feeling of like. We're safe. This guy, he he could he gives the vibe of an old man who could die at any second, but he's so happy. Grandpapa. Yeah, and like you know that one of those old fellows in the street who's just like nice, and you're like, this is weird. A nice old man. He's a good boy. Um, so and I mean, for those who don't know the story, it's that one Simpsons episode where Mo wants <laughs> the Simpsons do it and. Um, Mo, it's set in. I don't want. I'm fuck. I'm not going to talk about through the eyes. It's a book. It's a book. It's a book. It's a book written by Simpsons. It's a book written by. It's a book. It's a book written by the guy that did the Three Musketeers. There's an older Um, movie adaptation also. So, and it also just merged into what would become a theme of my recent watchings, um, which is Napoleon. Um, (laughs) He's involved. Napoleon. Napoleon is in this movie. Um. (laughs) Short lived. So but the movie starts. Yeah, short lived. The movie starts with um, uh, our two characters played by Guy Pierce and Jim Caviezel, uh, Edmund and I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, Edmund and Guy it Pierce. Starts with an F. Up. Uh, Fernand. <laughs> Is Fernand. Fernand. Is it Fernand? Let's say Fernand. Fernand. So we've got Fernand and Edmund rocking up at uh, the island of Elba, where uh, Napoleon has been sent um, with his crew, and the movie starts with a little caption that says. Um, you know, the British are on here and they shoot anyone that comes into, that tries to get onto Elba because Napoleon's kind of like prisoned here, mm. essentially. Very comfy prison. Exiled. Um, exiled is the word, the better word. Um, and so they meet up with, they, it's all because their captain has fallen into a bit of a coma. He's got disease. 
Um, and they're, they're on there trying to get help for him because it was the closest island. And uh, turn, like uh, as it goes on, the captain passes away. Napoleon gives old mate a letter. Uh, Edmund, Edmund's, uh, he can't read, so he can't read what the letter says. But once they land back into France, is it France? It's France, right? Yes, it's France. Yep. Once it lands back into France, they land back into France. Uh, he gets turned in by Fernand. And Fernand, um, and Fernand and the prosecutor kind of change a bit of the story to get him arrested and thrown into the worst place he could possibly be thrown in. And Fernand takes over and marries his wife and they go on to have a life. Marries Edmund's wife um, and they go on to have a life. There's, and then there's Edmund this theme of, prison of jealousy shown between Fernand and Edmund. Whereas yeah, Fernand's a rich son of a count, but yeah. he's, he's jealous of Edmund's girl. Well, the there's a great line where um, even when they were kids, he was like, he was like, you, you got jealous because um, Edmund was more happy with his whistle for his birthday than you were with your pony for yours. Yes. You got a pony, um, he got a whistle and you were jealous of his, he, he was so happy with his whistle. Happy with his whistle. Um, and yes, so that, there's that theme. So that's why Fernand kind of turns him in. Um, and then he gets sent away for 13 years where he meets, um, Richard Harris, who plays the priest in prison, and they kind of dig tunnels, and the priest teaches him all about how to how to speak, uh, science, and how mathematics, read. how to read, how to speak. It basically turns him into a proper gentleman. Mm. Accounts, some would say. Ooh. No, accounts, money. But he also helps him get a lot of fucking money. There's definitely um, this essence of the, the priest is a well-learned older man and he's mm-hmm. kind of living on through Edmund. He he's gives all his knowledge of the world mm-hmm. and his life mm-hmm. to Edmund as a young boy who's, who's like naive and has been uh, thrust into this situation because he's so naive and good-hearted. Then Edmund escapes the prison mm-hmm. eventually, but the priest, unfortunately, after the priest dying. And then the, the Edmund goes and he he meets up with Luis Guzman, who he saves, and he's he's and Luis Guzman owes owes a life debt to Edmund, and um and then they, <laughs> then they find the treasure, and then they they form the persona of the Count Monte Cristo, and then they enact his revenge. And it's awesome, it's so freaking cool. Um, there's uh, I mean each of the revenge scenes are sick, um. I won't go into too much more because you got I don't want to spoil any more, but the revenge is cool. They they even do an uh, excellent job of the initial betrayal by Fernand. Um oh, there's so a confrontation good. between them. Whereas Edmund goes to Fernand for help uh when he is, finds out he's wound up in this treason situation and finds out that it's his dearest best lifelong friend that's actually betrayed him. Mm. Oh, that's a great scene where they re- they that that realization happens to in the prison. Um, amazing. Um, yeah, so the, what Alex is talking about, there's a scene where uh, the priest is going through it with Edmund and they're going through the entire situation when he was in prison, just trying to decipher like what actually happened here. And the priest is listening to the story going, oh, very curious, very curious. And then like they kind of work it out. They crack it. And they're like, this is why I was thrown in prison. And, and he just erupts in anger because he realizes how trivial the kind of reasons are, and then mm. this is his whole life has been taken away. And, and yeah, the acting's great. I just loved seeing the sets and they put in so much effort into this movie. And this movie is only $35 million at the time it, it cost to make. Damn. And it, it looks better than 
movies that are made for a hundred million dollars today. Yep. Um, it it's just yeah, it's just the costumes, the sets. They went and filmed stuff. They built stuff. It was just it's so good, and I enjoyed so watching it so much. Um, and I I can't. I'm gonna watch it again, or the last half of it. I'm gonna watch it again. I'm gonna enjoy it. Oh yeah. yeah, the perfect tale of betrayal and revenge. Very, very quickly, I want to jump in with a shout out to sets and costumes and location shoots. Um, Keep I've been, doing it. I've been trying to, uh, I've been trying to smash through Doctor Who because the new Tenant stuff comes out soon, um, and I'm finished with Matt Smith now and the 50th anniversary special Day of the Doctor, which was fantastic. Um, and I'm now in uh, the middle of Peter Capaldi. Um, and I'm quite enjoying Peter Capaldi. Um, he, he's a very different one, but uh, the the sets and the location shoots they get to do are always so much better than any time they try to do any CG or green screen or anything. Why can't we just keep using sets? I'm just mentioning uh, the Day of the Doctor specials because what we're, me and my friends were watching that new as it was coming out, and yeah. we had, uh, Peter Capaldi had already been announced as the next Doctor. And we have the moment where his eyes, they just show yeah. a close-up of his oh eyes. God. And it, the, basically the meme was like, it was true. It was like the best part of the episode is Peter Capaldi's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. His eyes carry that entire sequence. Because <laughs> yeah. that whole scene is like, okay, it's fun. All the doctors are all working together and helping each other out across all their different generations. Oh, it, it's fantastic. We get but then they're little being clips like, oh God, of all the doctors. All 12 of them. No, sir. All 13. And the oh, angriest eyebrows you've ever seen. The best. These are attack eyebrows. Um, yeah. God, he's fucking great. Loving it so far. Um, I'm very excited for Tenant. I'm going to try and keep blitzing through it, and um, I'll see how I go. Um, but I wanted to do that so uh, I could just mention Doctor Who because it's really good, and so Alex could have a breather from uh, carrying through us the last uh, bit of this episode and uh, right. also enjoy I'll a be- bit of food. What are, you, what are you enjoying there, Alex? What you got? Tuna Mornay. Oh, a bit of a um, tuna Mornay. It's been going cold, which is like normally I wouldn't, I wouldn't oh. be eating on the podcast, but it's been going cold. No, so. you don't want you know to. You better get it down. I use a microphone to block me from. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I can maybe bring us into the next. No, bit, I got two more. I got two me more and quickly. Alex watched two She's other got two films. I got two more quickly. I got two more in between us, and uh, I'll be so quick. Right, 127 yeah, yeah. hours was one of them. Um. Uh, Franco's great in it. I know it was a bit weird to say that now, but he's really good in it. Uh, but the movie's just a bit boring. Um, really, I love 127 Hours. I haven't seen. Do you, I. It's the arm. Uh, I, I find myself waiting the whole movie for this guy just to fucking cut his arm off. See, this is you got to be along for the ride. It's the it's this you know the adventurous spirit. It's the story. You know, it's it's the hey, will to live trust on. Trust me. When it, he cuts his arm off, then we're in. Okay, like, but like. This film could be like a a, a ten minute short film at like a film festival, and it would be great. Oh, apparently there's a there's a vault with, and it's never been made public of all the footage he actually had in his camcorder. And apparently James Franco and the director got to watch it all. Oh, I want to see that. Make mm. that into a documentary. Oh, no, I that... don't want to see him cutting his arm off. Yeah. I want to see him to right because he uses it as a coping mechanism throughout the film. Yeah, that would um, be mm. brutal. Um, he does a thing in the film, which I imagine has to be true, where he. Be- he pretends to be on a talk show where oh, he wow. plays all the hosts and all the guests. Oh, that's fun. Um, so that was fun. Um, then while I've been playing Baldur's Gate, I've been watching the uh, extended cut of Lord of the Rings. Hell um, yeah. So I finished right. Fellowship of the Ring. So good. 
and it really brings me into the Baldur's Gate mood when I'm. Yeah, when I'm I bet it does. Like when I'm watching that and the music's happening, and I'm watching. I actually watched the last fifteen minutes of it at Chris's. Oh, um, nice. So that was great. And fuck that movie, man! The end of that movie slaps. Oh, it's so good. Um, I'm going, Sam. I know, and I'm coming with I'm you. I'm coming with you. Oh, so good. Go and let's hunt some orc. Let's hunt some um, orc. Travel it's back on the menu, boys. Let's hunt some orc. All right, and that was it. Chris, we can talk about these last two now. Go. So me and Alex had a little back-to-back viewing. Yeah. Now, a lovely double feature because you one guys was are better prepping. Than the other. You two are very excited for a film that's coming this week. We are. So both of these I had seen that, you know, Alex wanted to have a watch of a certain, is it, it's Ridley? Is it Ridley Scott? It's Ridley Scott. I, I've had a few people in my day-to-day life tell me that I have to watch Kingdom of Heaven. Um, apparently it, it's these people's favorite film. They keep talking about it. I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. And so, so I was like to Chris, that's, the, what did you say to me? What did you say to me? I said, we should watch kingdom of heaven. And I replied, and you, said, <laughs> you said, Alex, you assume I haven't seen that. I, movie I think three I said times. bold of you to assume I haven't seen <laughs> that three times. <laughs> <laughs> I think I haven't seen this. So, so this is uh, Orlando Bloom oh, okay. set, set in the Crusades. Have you seen the director's uh, cut, though? It's, uh, we'll get into it, but, you know, it's, it's a long one, the director's cut. It's about so three hours. Notoriously, the director's cut is meant to be a lot better than the theatrical cut. Okay. Um, like it's one of those movies that apparently changes uh, the whole movie. Mm, like, mm. like the hit film Justice League. Do, or do, <laughs> No, I think it's <laughs> I don't know. best to sing some praise what this movie has. Excellent production sets, value. Sets and costumes. Excellent sets, excellent costumes, <laughs> excellent cast. Great cast. And well played in, in, their, in what they do. Uh, I'll have to admit, though, my biggest criticism of this film was that, and I said it to Chris after, after watching Waterloo especially, um, was that it seems like someone just wanted to remake the Battle of Helm's Deep, but in a... But um, in like a, a real historical setting, like, we can call we, it that. Let's say did Ridley just wanted too. to do a ridiculous like siege assault. Yeah. And he did it. Mm. He did it. And it's entertaining. It's the best part of the film. It, Yo, it is. King, just looking at the cast, my God. The cast is stacked. So the last time see... I watched it, I didn't know Edward Norton was in it, um, but I saw something on Facebook which told me that. And then uh, when I was watching it with Alex, I was able to be like, hey, idiot. Who do you think that is behind the mask, huh? <laughs> yeah, because he wears a, his character wears a mask the whole film because he's got leprosy. Oh wow! Um, so that you know what Edward Norton, notoriously hard to work with. Good on him for taking a role like that in a movie where his face isn't shown at all. Yeah. Well, he's shown once, but it does not look like Edward Norton. And this is a no. This is in a mouse. Yeah, post Fight Club world as well. So mm-hmm. Norton's a Norton's a big lad. Mm-hmm. He's time. got a big name That he is And he has a great voice in this film Great voice Doesn't even sound like it would not No oh. it's kind of like At the end of some words The Norton comes through But the like Because he's putting on a bit of a voice And uh, most of the time You wouldn't be able to tell And then it's just love, like He finishes a when, sentence And you're like Oh yeah that's Norton I love when actors actually try to do Voice stuff Like and actually give it A red hot crack And like actually accents do something that? interesting Yeah like Don't watch know, Waterloo yeah, no, like I love or Napoleon love, coming up. Or Napoleon, that matter. One of the things I really dislike about like celebrity cameos in like animated shows 
like when they don't try to do any character voice whatsoever and it's just them talking like the simpsons like i i it it sucks i i can't stand when they do that and like when oh. they're tr- when they're a character they're not them but they're like jk simmons like, in invincible like jk simmons mm. is perfect casting for that character and he does that voice jk More simmons so has done a Rogan. lot of voice work like he's great i found that seth rogan in this episode of invincible didn't have a lot of Seth Rogen. Yeah. Like, you could tell it's him, but I found, like, in season one, he de- they definitely played like up. Him. Yeah, they definitely it was really just like, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. But then Alan's yeah, character here, he didn't was really Alan. have much to do either. Yeah. yeah. And we found out that in this, in this show, Alan's, Alan was just a fucking great guy. Yeah, he's he just is. a real real good dude. Anyway, Kingdom of Heaven. Like, um, right, so what it doesn't have is, it's, it's set in the Crusades... The- does it have but an it, it doesn't really have any super good connection to like history. It, it, there's no real lesson. Like, there's a lot of stuff about God, and I think me and Alex's favorite scene is um, blasphemy. <laughs> one character suggests that they're going to lose a battle, and this uh, crusader priest is just does the most excellent blasphemy. <laughs> we can't lose. <laughs> God is on our side. Oh we God, can't, we can't lose when we're wearing God's cross. Yes, and I and I think I. One question I posed to Alex at the end is like, is there a religious message here? Not really. Like, I didn't understand what the message was for a three hour. For a three plus hour film, I didn't get the message. Yeah, it's kind of just feel like preached to or anything. Well, no, no, but it wasn't preachy. Like this isn't this isn't like you know Christians aren't gonna love this movie. Um. Well, maybe they will. I, don't I, know. I think they would. Um, I think both sides were portrayed as crazy, like religious people at one point, and then also as like very sane, logical people at one point. Um, the Muslims, the Christians. Yeah. Wrong world. Hmm. But um, it it just Orlando's. You're invested in Orlando's story, and it's really just the story of his character, which is a ridiculous like rags to riches kind of um journey right he hair. goes on. But excellent hair. And that one, <laughs> you know, one nitpicking is Orlando Bloom is constantly taking off his like helmet in the middle of battle because he looks awesome his swinging his hair around whilst swinging his oh, sword. Does he do the full like picks, picks it off and like flicks the hair? Oh yes, yeah. I think and he we'll looks awesome. watching at one point with his we'll chainmail at one point, and I just turned to Chris. I'm like, what the fuck's his helmet off? Like, why do you take his helmet off? <laughs> yeah, because there's no they reason paid for Orlando it. Bloom for this film. Exactly, because you get the the, the far shot and you see him there with his too. hair, and you can tell which one is him. Yeah. This is post pirates as well. Yeah. So. Oh, so he's getting wait, and then that's also post. Uh, Sorry, this is before pirates two and three, but after pirates one. After straight after pirates run, and this is yeah. after Lord no, of the Rings. Pirates one, they didn't run, Braden. Run <laughs> one, um, and straight. So now he's actually getting paid correctly and like massive superstar money for his films, unlike Lord of the Rings when he got like real cheap. Oh, but then you know that's bragging power and so yeah, and it, it made him massive. So yeah, yeah, just, he's got a big cock too. The whole film doesn't really come together as you know his story with the historical part with really the religious doesn't. part. It doesn't come together in a neat little package, you know. Hmm. Unlike Orlando's real package, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, package and then, uh, it is. Tell me about this ABBA flick you guys watched. Yeah, so this is the oh, ABBA brain. musical. Um, all the songs, all the big ones. Yeah. 
This is a prequel well, to Mamma Mia. It's not because that no. one's called Mamma Mia. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I I could talk about this movie for hours, and I probably have talked about it on the pod more than once before. So I'm gonna let Alex completely take this one away and uh, give his thoughts as a a layman of of history and of Napoleon. Not anymore. It's clear. No, I've I've read I've watched multiple videos now. <laughs> oh. Uh once again, sets, locations, costumes. Let me acting. get some facts here for the the, the all, scale of this one. They're all yeah, Christian's gonna bring you hit you with some cold hard facts, but uh my goodness, everything in this movie is practical. One thing that Christian and I were kept getting in awe of was the horse stunts Ooh. in this movie. Um, Good horse because stunts. we we were watching these real life horses just barrel over. Now, when you watch it, like watching trying to look at these horse stunts, you can tell that all the horses are doing the same stunt. Yeah, where like yeah. they're they're running and then they're kind of rolling and like that you can see them intentionally doing it. Yeah. But in the heat of battle and cut together, my god, it looks brilliant and it looks epic. When did this and movie it's come so out? Cool. Nineteen seventy, and uh, it cost about thirty eight million dollars in nineteen seventy. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the most expensive movies ever made at the time. And it bombed apparently because wow. this is this is the reason why um um what's his face Stanley Kubrick didn't make his Napoleon film because this one bombed. Okay. And this was um, a good effort. Yeah, this is a great movie, man. This is really I like this movie a lot. This movie reminded me of one aspect that I really enjoyed of The Fifth Element. Bear with me. Um, <laughs> this this connective tissue is going to be weird. <laughs> In The Fifth Element. The the antagonist and the protagonist never meet in the film. Yep. There is one scene where they where Bruce Willis walks into the elevator and just as he's walking to the elevator, Gary Oldman's coming out the other one. Yeah. And that's the closest they get to meeting in the film. Everyone. And that's like and, and and they do that in this where you've got um the Duke of Wellington and you've got Napoleon and they never share a scene together. Cool. Um in the movie. And it's and yeah, I it, it's one of those because like I guess Napoleon's the the villain um, in hist- as history will go down. Um, but, you know, the movie doesn't really portray any of them as a villain. Obviously, they're not going to portray Wellington as a villain. Um, but they show that they've all got their own little flaws. Like, Wellington, bit of a cunt. Um, but, uh, he's in a, you know, he's, he's not the villain, but he's the aristocrat. And Napoleon's yeah. a man of the people. Yeah. Chris also, Chris is notoriously a, a Napoleon advocate here. So... <laughs> Chris likes Napoleon. He's a Napoleon <laughs> apologist. I like him. I'm, I'm, I think I've been fairly honest about his, you know, he's comparable to someone like Hitler. I mean, certainly not as bad, but like, yeah, let, we'll say it. <laughs> he was funny in Bill and Ted. Uh, like. Yes, exactly. He's fine in Bill and Ted. Yeah. Um, he likes water slides. <laughs> Waterloo. Um, um, no, so... So I really enjoyed that aspect. Um, I thought the guy playing, I don't, sorry, I, I don't know the guy playing Napoleon, don't know his name. Um, I thought he was excellent in a, um, Christopher Plummer as Duke of Wellington was incredible. Um, so British. He, he is so British, but he was kind of cool. Like Napoleon he had a cool swagger a about him. Rod Steiger. He was apparently like, in Mars Attacks. Awesome. I, I want the Duke of Wellington in this movie to order me around. He's just a cool guy. He's got um, swagger and he's got class. Yeah. And he's got integrity. And he's he's you know, popping zingers. He got some integrity. <laughs> like, he zings. He's got integrity, boys. I mean, he's Christopher um, Plummer. So, Alex, what could but you this, say about the, the action sequences in this film? Oh, Chris pointed out and he prepared me because if I wasn't prepared, I think I would have died. 
um, for one of the greatest aerial shots of a battle field I've ever seen. All real, by the way. Because 1970, we didn't have any of this. Yeah. Any of this, uh, like, you know, whatever they did. Visual effects. Whatever they fucking do now. Visual effects. That's what the kids say. So um, 17,000 soldiers of the Soviet army were included as extras, wow. including a full brigade of Soviet cavalry. So obviously the only way you can afford to have 17,000 people on screen is to use a country's army. So thank you to the Soviets for allowing that. <laughs> um, Ukrainian soldiers even. Um, so yeah, there's an aerial shot of just the battle happening. Um, and it looks incredible and all the battle scenes are really well done, especially for a movie made in 1970. Um, yeah, they're exciting. Just um, old as my dad. Just, yeah. And just spectacle wise, they look amazing and they were enthralling. Um, and, uh, yeah, the stunt work was great. The camera work was great. The editing was great. I thought they really nailed a lot of that. To chime um, in again. So there was 2000 cavalrymen as extras. And 50 circus stunt riders were used to perform the dangerous horse falls. Wow. And so I gave it an... Oh, sorry. So I gave yeah. it an 8 out of 10, uh, which is a very good... Trust me, I, I, I enjoyed a lot of this film. I know that's a very good rating for this movie. I actually would have liked a bit more from the movie um, because a lot of it is just the battle. Um, and we get the beginning where we get Napoleon leaving Elba and then him being um, taken back by the French as a man of the people, you know, they... They, um, they rally to his cause. Do, yeah. They do away with their current leader, played by Orson Welles, um, which I'm sure got a really good paycheck for the five minutes of screen time he has. Um, uh, so, you know, they do away with him and they put, him, they put Napoleon back um, in charge. What are you looking at, Brad? I'm, I'm watching that aerial shot. Yeah. And it's just nuts. Uh, 17,000 soldiers. Braden, can you link that to me? On screen. link that to me. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up for the podcast if you're mentioning. That's crazy. Can you just send it to me on Facebook, Braden? Yep, can do. Link that to me. Um, Yeah, so. My goodness. Um, So that was great. I I just would have liked, you know, especially Chris making me watch a, a historical video on the Battle of Waterloo before watching this movie, I would have liked to seen a bit more them go into a bit more of how the battle actually operated. Cause obviously that video went into the tactics and the positions and the way they, you know, the, the attacks and the counter attacks yeah. that they did um, during that battle where the movie is just like, they're all battling and less. All the big know, moments, all the big moments. Yeah. Yeah. And unless you know, yeah, a lot of, it, um, yeah. It's only there for the you know, real fans. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Bless. All right. So, well, Alec, well, I'm I'm glad you two had such a fun uh, historical oh, film day. Oh, I can't show this, Braden. It's in 480p. I think I know, the, it, the most fascinating mate, thing that's as good as it gets is this movie has gotten Alex a little interested in in history, which I think yeah, is cool. Alex has got the bug. And uh, well, just my two cents would be. Every line that comes out of Napoleon and Wellington's mouth in this movie is quotable and like just awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I mean, there's some great ones. Oh, when Napoleon returns from Elba, it's gentlemen, do you really want to kill your emperor? And they don't. <laughs> How could they? Damn. 
How, Wellington. You, uh, what are your expectations going into Joaquin Phoenix? Well, look, if the writing, if they write Napoleon well and he, they give him some good lines to deliver, I'm sure he'll be able to deliver them. Because, I mean, I mean, comparing to Rod Steiger's, like, there are some rants here um, that are so memorable. I, I know them off by heart. Like, <laughs> him dressing down his generals, like, it's, it's, it's something. Like, it, he commands the room, certainly. Like, he, he played that part well. Oh, here is. we are. So here we have the uh, Nays Great so Cavalry Charge. Um, you have the That's so many people. Oh, wow. The British infantry will, will form a square, to, so the cavalry can't kind of get at them. Famously, cav- best way to attack horse. If you're horse not in people. a formation, the cavalry will cut you down. But this is this is how you protect against that. This That's is the counter. This is the cool trump card. Shot. Yeah. But there's so many scenes through this where. Like, you know, the battle's happening. Oh, look characters. at all those horses. I know. And the, there's, there's... I don't think I've like, ever seen that many horses in one place at one the, time. There are at least 16,000 people in this shot. Like, how do you organize that? Like, you know, like... Look at the horses, I guess that's look at the these perks horses falling over. I, I want to say that's, like, slightly the perks of having, like... Oh, here he is. A military. Here's like, the man. Hey, what's he to, doing? Like, what's he doing over there? People. How can the man go forward without the infantry? That's <laughs> yeah, no, no. it. Chris Dub. I know. There's my dub. Oh, oh that's man. the other thing to mention. This is a movie about Waterloo. It, it, it doesn't glorify it. It does. It, I don't no. think it does at all. This this has some amazing moments of um, showing the horrors of war. I think it, it oh, like really this is in does a good job as an anti-war film. It it shows the horrors and the deaths. Um, there's a lot of moments, you know, the general dying with his pocket watch with his wife, picture of his wife and child in his hand. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot here. This it's just like the definition of, they don't make them like they used to. Like mm. it is, mm. it's, you know, it, we used to care and put effort into movies. Movies used to be about spectacle and entertainment before they became about money. And this was a spectacle. Yeah. Um, and this was, Look what they gave us. Like, and to this day, nothing's beaten that, really, in terms of spectacle for battle, battle scenes in anything. You know, uh, I would love for someone to try and show me something that's done it equally as good or better since this movie came yeah. out. And double Man. points if it's not CG. Yeah. Yeah. Or Game of Thrones. So, like, yes. Game of Thrones did CG. Famously, they the didn't film get 17, did fail to recoup its cost. But uh, it won some awards. Best art direction, best costume design, best cinematography. And it went down in history. Certainly did. That's it. Well, That's it. Uh, to change tone entirely, we're going we're gonna to be talking about a lot of CG and a lot of um, uh, history, money being lost. And um, uh, we're in the 30-something film of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And... The Marvel Cinematic Universe has reached the point now where comics have been for quite a long time. And that is, uh, dear God, don't try and keep up with all of them. Just watch the ones that you're interested in or have characters that you're following the stories of. Because it's, everyone's burnt out from Marvel at the moment. Everyone's, everyone's done with superheroes. <laughs> the Madam Web trailer. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so bad. Oh my god! I what are they doing? Seen it. 
I I oh, recommend watching it. Can't be it real because you're just like, wait, how is this a Spider Verse film? It's like a bad 2000s thriller. It's it's shockingly bad. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about uh, well, I'm talking about very quickly uh, the Marvels. I finally went and saw it. Um, I was looking forward to this one. I really like these characters. I like these actresses. They're great. Um, and I was keen to see their dynamic together. Um, the film itself, uh, under two hours, it flies by pretty quick, yet it makes some interesting choices on where to spend that time. Um, I... Yo, go for it. To interject, I, I have a reviewer that I watch, and he's pretty respectful because he's got his own movie he just made coming out. Nice. So ever since ever since he got greenlit and he wrote and directed this movie, he's been very he knows how hard these things are to make. Yeah. So he's very respectful now when he talks about them. He doesn't rate movies anymore. Yep. And stuff cool. like that. Um and he talked about this and he he mentioned a lot of the positives which have come out where it's it's quick. It's yep. like, you know, it's a it it just goes, the movie. Um and uh, he likes the characters and the actors playing the yeah. characters, but he came out saying, and I wonder if you feel the same way. He, he said all that and he goes, but I came out of this movie, not knowing what it was about. Oh yeah. Big time. <laughs> so this film has some serious pacing issues. I feel where, and my pa and I went and saw it and my pa put this really simply is straight after this film, it happened. And then my pa just went, that was a lot. Like, and not a lot as in like, wow, I really got to like unpack that. A lot as in like, it was kind of wearing too many hats. Like, yeah, for a like, short movie too. For a short movie, yeah. it jumps around a lot. And it, the jumping so it, around. It didn't know what it was? No, like, it's trying. It's suffering from Marvel interconnected tissue-ness. Where... Well, I've heard that Nick Fury in this show. Now, none of us watched. Secret I couldn't invasion. give less so, of a fuck about Secret Invasion. So we I'm like, really okay, a test. Apparently, he, him in this movie acts nothing like he did in Secret Invasion. Not in, oh, well, no, because in this he's just playing funny Samuel like, Jackson character. Yeah, like, like I, and we've seen like Nick Fury be funny in the past, but in a very serious way. And mm. like, I don't know what happened to Nick Fury during Secret Invasion, but like, he's it's, a real gooster more- now. It's probably the fact that we've got too many cooks in the kitchen who are all having a go with these characters. Yeah. Whereas there's no, like, when different people write the same character, they're going to be different. There's going to be different voices. But they, um, their one voice that they took for this was, hey, everyone likes it when Samuel Jackson's really funny, so let's just have him in for that. And then it's tough because you're also then, for some reason, Kamala's family get brought up to space in the station with Nick Fury. Okay. And it's like, okay, it's fun to see them there, but like, why? Why? Um, yeah. Kamala, oh my god, Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan and as Ms. Marvel is perfect casting. Absolutely fantastic. She's great. Um, it's tough. This film is trying to juggle three characters' stories developing all at the same time. And it kind of struggles with that because um, it's trying to also be like, Hey, in case you didn't watch all of WandaVision and Ms. Marvel, uh, or even they recap the entirety of Captain Marvel for you as well, which is wild. Um, it's actually, yeah, they straight up, they, is there a previously on at the beginning of this movie? Basically, (laughs) there's basically a previously on, 
Like, because we're not far from this. Like, no, we're, we're not in, in terms of Marvel making movies just to do this now. Yeah, it was like, it was weird because it was like, okay, I get like reintroducing Kamala Khan, and they did a really fun sequence like they did with the show where it was like her sketch and like her like writing fan fiction about her meeting up with Captain Marvel and stuff. Really, really fun scene. And then for some reason, Captain Marvel is using uh, the scroll torture device thing to like seep through your memories because she's trying to uncover her like forgotten memories. But it just means that they recap the entirety of Captain Marvel. It's really weird. You lost me. You have lost me. Yeah. I haven't even talked about Monica <laughs> Rambo yet. Well, what I know of this movie is that apparently there's a musical planet. So, and in terms of <laughs> where this film planet. decides to spend its time, there's there's a there's a bonkers fun sequence at the end when oh the flurkin has had babies. Don't question it. The what? Don't know the the flurkin's the cat. Right? <laughs> the flurkin's the cat. So the flurkin has it's, like it's not a cat. Heaps right? of kittens, an... and then all of a sudden there's all these flurkin kittens everywhere, and they're a, they're a plot device. It's a whole thing. Um, but that's like, you know, I understand spending your time there. It's a very fun, funny scene for the kids. Like these cats going, running amok and it's crazy. And it's also like a solution to a problem, but a problem in its own. There, there's a sequence where there's this musical planet. And so much of the time you get like a full 10 minute sequence. And it just d does nothing. Other than, like, you this... get some fun lines between the three girls, but, like, it's just so nothing. It's Do you remember when we all got really mad at Martin Scorsese for saying that Marvel movies feel like theme parks? It's... I, I didn't get Martin mad. Was onto... <laughs> I, think I was, was like, yes, preach queen. Yeah. Well, now we know. Weird... I've had a weird, like, and it's just the oh come I, on michael what's no, your no, intrusive no. thought uh, more more just like thinking thinking back into but i remember you had a certain thing stuck to your wardrobe when we were in like year 12 and it was like the timeline of all the superhero movies that were coming out oh yeah and just thinking back on that when reading it i was always i was always so excited for all this all these things yeah now i just couldn't care and it's sort of sad it's yeah, just it, it was just a weird thought like you'd like you'd lost me about this and i'm just like I remember, like, I remember seeing that thing in Alex's room, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm looking so forward excited. to like, that." You know, every now and again, I went, "Oh, what's coming up?" Like, if I didn't know what was coming up, like, "Oh, what, what, what's the thing in Alex's room say?" Yeah. Look for uh, me. It's this is just everyone is sobered up. The wool's been pulled up from everyone's eyes. They're like, "Oh, every Marvel movie is exactly the same," and they suck. My, my other thought was, I was looking at Chris's photo, and I was like, "That's definitely him right now, listening to about uh, listening to Marvel stuff." Not not yeah, when it's mind. this. Not when it's everyone coming to the <laughs> what I thought years ago. <laughs> like, there's a few so, special ones, but come on, it's time to the stop. Grand, in the grand scheme of things, um. Again, as I started this segment, uh, the movies have become the comics in the sense that do not watch all of them. Do not try to care about them at all. Yeah. Like, just watch the, the ones that you think you'll enjoy. And if that's none, what, go for it. This is what Marvel, Michael, Michael was referring to. Oh, bless. Um, that's fun. So... <laughs> It's very funny to see what movies just didn't happen now. Oh, there's that so many there. That is oh, true. Oh, because 
Because, like, you know, up to here, up to really the end of 20... Oh, my God, I forgot they um, were going to do a cyborg 16. movie. <laughs> yeah, so Wolverine's Was, was that all banked off Guardians Justice 2. League worked or not? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Guardians 2 happened, Wonder Woman happened, Fantastic Four did not happen, Fantastic Four 2 did not happen. We yep. didn't get Sinister um, Six. Nope. <laughs> Black Panther happened, Justice League happened, yep. Uh, Female-led Spider-Man, nope. Nope. Venom, Carnage, nope. Uh, Lego Batman, yes. Flash, Venom, nope, Venom not then. Carnage kind of happened eventually. <laughs> eventually it happened. Uh, Infinity War 1 happened, Captain Marvel happened, Unknown X-Men movie, nope. Yep, that <laughs> Aquaman was happened, gone. Inhumans, nope. Amazing Spider-Man 3, nope. Shazam happened, Infinity War 2 happened, Justice League 2, nope. Uh, Cyborg, nope. Green Lantern, nope. nope. X-Force, nope. Oh. Oh, so you can't see it, it's under you now. Yeah. Um, X-Force, nope. Gambit, nope. Sandman, TV show. Um. Justice League Dark, nope. Untitled Superman movie, nope. Untitled Batman movie, nope. Yeah, wowzers. So, oh man, different times. Um, when there, was, we when there was still hope. Yeah, I am, I am going to uh, wrap this up by saying um, I really liked the dynamic between these three. I hope we see... Th- these are three characters that I follow anyway, both in comics and in, now in the films and TV as well. Um, anything Kamala's in, like Iman Vellani as Kamala, I will watch immediately. And it seems like that's where they're going um, to get spoilery, uh, especially since no one seems to care. Um, this film ends with an amazing sequence of Kate Bishop, played by Haley Steinfeld, coming back home to her like apartment with Lucky the Pizza Dog. And... Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan is pulling a Nick Fury and exactly parodying the scene at, from the end of Iron Man. And it's hilarious. It's so good. And they're basically putting together the Young Avengers, which is awesome. And I'm very much here for because I love that group and those characters. Uh, so you get that. And that's a great scene because you know Iman Vellani is just enjoying the hell out of it as a big fan. Um, and then it's also great to see Haley Steinfeld Loves Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop. She's great. Um, then, the end credits sequence, which you get in the mid-credits, because they're not making you wait all the way to the end. They're only having the one. Uh, you find out what happened to Monica Rambo from the conclusion of the film. She's somewhere else. And uh, but that somewhere else where she is, is a uh, adjoining uh, neighboring reality uh, in which she wakes up and uh, who's she greeted to? None other than uh, seemingly her dead mother, which uh, is not the case. It is someone else entirely, but it is that actress. Um, and uh, fucking Kelsey Grammer is Beast for the X-Men. Oh. From, like, the third X-Men movie. But now he's fully CG. Um, and it's Kelsey yeah. Grammer. <laughs> So uh, this is just giving me the vibes that Doctor Strange 2 gave where they went, we're going to put Charles Xavier in the movie, played by Patrick Stewart, but we're not really, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's, it's weird because it's like, okay, well, how much of this are you going to actually, like them building up to an X-Men story, are they going, are they, is this, have all of these things been saying that, yes, we're going to be using that original cast in some way? Or is all of these just fun cameos and they're going to do their own thing? Um, Again, 
don't watch everything. Just watch the things that you're interested in. You don't have to watch everything. It's not 2016 anymore. And Chris and I are very excited to go see Napoleon. Oh, yes, we are. This week. And on the big screen, it's going to be great. Hope we get some spectacle and cool shit. Are they doing D-Box for it? No. We're we're going to the X-E-Max. Ah, you're going to the the big boy, the film aficionados cinema, the big big boy. Yeah, not quite IMAX, but it's the best we have. Cinema for real fans. In this two horse town, Adelaide. And uh, they announced that there's going to be a four hour cut of the movie coming to Apple TV. I will be all over. (laughs) Yeah, which I'm excited for because looking at Napoleon in the last day or two. There's a lot to tell, There's and this movie's credit. not focusing on one specific time of his life. There's a lot of possible yeah. films here. True. So a four-hour cut seems like a pretty necessary thing to do for Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon Bonaparte. And Bonaparte, you what? You 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 keep you still going? Just a boulder skate. Boulder skate. If you want boulder skate. Speaking of bones apart. Maybe we'll talk about Baldur's more and um, WWE next week. But uh, Bonaparte, thank you for joining us uh, for this week's episode of MNT Millennial Movie Talk. It has been a very fun movie and TV show episode. My God, we had so much to talk about. We went really, 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 really long, but it was fun because there was a lot. My camera's overheating. About. Your camera's overheating and Jeez. I'm overheating. And you can follow us on your social and you can media of too. choice. You can follow us on your podcast of choice. You can subscribe over on Love YouTube. You can like the video, leave a comment, and all that jazz. If you can leave a review, that'd be great. Add Michael on Facebook. And as always, I'm Alex. I'm Brayden. I'm Christian. And I'm Michael. And you think we'd be better at that, but we're <laughs> definitely out of here. Goodbye. Goodbye.